1: Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are live in studio for the next couple hours.
2: Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. My man, Demond Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel. He's making everything go. Your boy, Q, fresh off the Raiders practice today at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. John Gruden met with the media, and he met with the media for like that, a second. It was about five good questions, and that was it. (laughs) He was done. I was—I
3: I thought I missed it, to be honest.
2: Oh, if you blinked, you would have. Exactly. I was like, did he do anything? It took me longer to drive there and drive back than it did for actually the media session. But that's how it is. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, it was still good to be there in attendance and just uh, hear what he had to say. Uh, he gave a little bit of an update as far as injuries go. Uh, Rich Incognito, not a surprise. He is out still dealing with the calf injury. And uh, John Gruden even mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, it's not really a setback. It's just a calf strain. And. You know, they just don't know. And so they're just uh, they're kind of waiting to see it until he gets better. So, Richie Incognito, he's out for Sunday. Safety Dallin Levitt, concussion, he's out for Sunday. And then Roderick Teamer dealing with that ankle injury, the safety, he's out as well. And Josh Jacobs, of course, everyone is uh, paying attention to what he's got going on dealing with the ankle injury. He's doubtful. So, uh, just some of the injury report right there that John Gruden gave us today during the media session. Uh, coming up on today's show. Let me tell you, Raider Nation, we are going fast and furious Uh, each and every day. It seems like that we just, you know, have to keep our head in the swivel. And that's just how it is. And that's that's good radio. That's fun radio. And that's what we're here to do. So we have some good guests that we have lined up. But besides that, there's a lot of Raider alumni in town right now. And so they could literally be calling in at any time. So we might be talking to one of our guests and all of a sudden we get an alert that, hey, so-and-so is about to call you. So then we wrap up with that guest real quick and then, boom, we get to that. We get to that guest. So. Just this is what I like to call ADD radio, where you're kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I just kind of call it ADD radio. That's just how it is sometimes. You just, like I said, got to keep your head on a swivel like you're on special teams. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to navigate through it for the next couple of hours and very excited to do so. And I guarantee you, if you blink, the show will be over just like John Gruden's media session because I mean, it's just going to go by that quick, fast, and in a hurry. So, scheduled on the show today. Coming up at 2.15, uh, we'll take a look at uh, what the Miami Dolphins have going on. Greg Cody for the Miami Herald. Uh, you can also find him on the Greg Cody Show, the podcast. He does that. And then he also, you can find him on the Dan Lebitard Show quite a bit uh, uh, there in Miami. And so uh, he's going to join us to talk all things Dolphins and just what they have uh, headed to town as far as, uh, you know, his expectations for the team. Since they're going to be led by not Tua, but Jacoby Brissett. So we'll get all things about the Dolphins coming up in just a few minutes. 2.15 to be exact. At 2.30, We'll talk a little NFL with Jeff Benson from Circa Sports. He's got a few plays in the NFL that he's going to give us that you know will kind of help you navigate through the weekend and and maybe win you a little bit of money. So Jeff Benson will join us at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we're expected to have uh, CBS Sports analyst uh, Charles Davis joining the show. I saw him at Raiders headquarters today. He's on the call with uh, Ian Eagle uh, on Sunday, and so uh, we had to go through a couple little hoops to make sure that he can get on the show, but he's supposed to call us at 3 o'clock. So that's just what he's supposed to do now not saying it's going to happen because again I mean when, when you have a, a, a guest that's calling in sometimes the numbers don't get sent to the right place at the right time and it just happens even when we call them sometimes sometimes that's just how it happens. Hey man
3: and then we can sprinkle in hey maybe a raider alone right exactly. if anybody if if anybody that calls in today that we can get from the Raiders is half as good as Lester Hayes bring them on
2: <laughs> right right <laughs> no doubt about it so those are the guests that we have scheduled and again anybody could pop up at any time. Throughout the course of the show. so I love
3: that intrigue there. I, I kind of looked at you like,
2: oh, whoa, anybody? I mean, anybody. You never know. Could be Rich Gannon calling in. I mean, it could be anyone. Could be Donald Penn's calling in. Come on, Raider Nation. I mean, it could be Tim Brown could be calling in. Who knows? Who I mean, knows? You just never know. It's speaking of Raider alum, and I don't mean to bring down the mood in the room, but somehow on Twitter, and I don't know how this happens, somehow on Twitter... On my, on my timeline, uh, a highlight video of Jamarcus Russell came through my, my timeline. No joke. I'm not, I'm not goofing. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not. And so you could Im- imagine that the highlight film of Jamarcus Russell wasn't very long, right? It wasn't very long at all. But it just was kind of funny to watch it and see the guys that he was throwing the ball to. Jerry Porter. Remember Jerry Porter? You probably don't remember Jerry Porter, but he was one of the wide receivers. I remember when he was actually a really good player. Javon Walker. Remember Javon Walker? I do remember him. Remember him? Remember he got beat up in Las Vegas? Oh, okay. no, didn't I'm know. serious. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that was a story. No, it was. It was. And, I mean, I'm not saying it like it was a good thing. I'm saying it I, I felt terrible for him. He got beat up in Las Vegas, and then he tried not to play, and he tried to actually give the give his uh, his free agent contract back and say, "Hey, I'm not going to play." And and Al kind of gave him the the nod, just, "Hey, man, come on, we, you know we need you." And then he went and played for a little while, but uh, yeah, Javon Walker was part of that. Johnny Lee Higgins. Anyone remember Johnny Lee Higgins? He was number 15 before Michael Crabtree was number 15. Uh, you he know was what? number 15 before Nelson Aguilar was number 15.
3: The way you say these names, it sounds like maybe Jamarcus Russell didn't get a fair shake.
2: No, he got a fair shake. <laughs> he could have had Jesus he was throwing the ball to, and he wouldn't have done too well. <laughs> right? All right, that was on him. He had all the fair shakes he needed. <laughs> you know what they say when you're in the bathroom and you shake it more than twice? <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like That's you, what he was doing. He, he shook it more weapons. than twice, bro. He didn't have the
3: weapons around him.
2: <laughs> All right, guys, I'll make he the case Lewis for He had Louis Murphy. Remember Louis <laughs> Murphy? He had Louis Murphy, the former Florida Gator. He had Zach Miller, the old trusty tight end. But mm-hmm. anyway... I say that because it was funny just seeing that video, and I, I literally watched it. I said, You know what? I'm going to stop down and watch it. And so I did. So those were just some of the highlights on it. And again, it wasn't a very deep highlight film because Jamarcus Russell didn't have a bunch of highlights. But you know
3: what? Of all the alum, <laughs> Jamarcus Russell, that's who we need <laughs> on the show. He ain't going to call in. That's who we need. He ain't going to call in. <laughs> he,
2: if he calls in, he's going to have that purple stuff with him, man. He's going to be on that lean, man. On he that ain't.
3: drink, man. Hey, man, he, maybe he's turned his life around. I don't know.
2: Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, thank you for that, Damon. I, I love the, how you keep the <laughs> glass half full. I'm sure his is half full right now as well. <laughs> 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 but we got a loaded show for you today. We really do. I'm excited about it. Again, Greg Cody from uh, the Greg Cody Show, the Miami Herald, and the Dan Levitard Show will be joining us mm-hmm. in a few minutes. Uh, I do want to throw it out there, though. So when we do have open times or you hit up the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword RNR, I want you to know or I want to hear from you. What are you looking for in this game on Sunday? What are the keys to victory for the Raiders on Sunday? How do they improve to 3-0 for the first time since 2002? Think about that. Let that sink in for a second. The last time the Raiders started off a season was 2002. The funny thing about this, and then we'll get to our call or our text, funny thing about this is the very first game in that 2002 season was a victory over the Seattle Seahawks. Second game at home, at home. Second game in that 2002 season was a road game against the Pittsburgh Steelers that they won. Third game was a home game against the Tennessee Titans that they won. I'm just throwing
3: it out there. Eddie probably just had that off night that night.
2: I'm just throwing it out. there. Hey, man, that was a dude. He was a killer. (laughs) I remember when he was a rookie, who was the quarterback for the Raiders? Maybe was it Jeff George? I don't know who it was. But, dog, when Eddie George was a rookie and they played the Raiders, he just, he gave the Raiders the business. I think he ran for uh, for two hundred bills. I swear, I think he did. I think he ran for a couple hundred. He was a I mean, he was a hell of a running back. And don't act like you were a big Tennessee Titan fan then. I yes, I was. You were about
3: what three? I was older than that. How Come old on, were man. you? Come on, 2002? tell the truth. Six? Okay. Come on, man. Eddie George, that was like the running around. I'm not, around the, I'm no, not like, saying he's not. No, but that, for me, that was like the running around in the backyard. Who you pretending to be? It was Eddie George.
2: Man, you're not even as big as one of Eddie George's thighs. I know. <laughs> the beauty of it (laughs) (laughs) no doubt about that but yeah that's i remember that as well man 702-365-9200 that's the rare nation listener line and again the salmon ass text line always wide open like some old school tv antenna 69187 keyword rnr who we got up first damon gangster raider gangster 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 raider what's on your mind this afternoon Hey, don't forget, um, when we went to the
4: Super Bowl, we beat Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship, too, that year. When we started off three, don't forget that. So we smashed them twice. There you go, I remember. Smacked them twice, just like I'm going to smack (laughs) DeMar in that wrestling match, because I accept, you know, especially if it's for black hole, Rob, I accept. My only condition is, because it's getting harder and harder to get in, the more popular the show is. I I want a special number that I can call and get straight through. After the wrestling match, gotcha. that's the only thing. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But I expect a 31 nothing blowout, and imagine the judge. How imagine how the judge would feel if we um shut them out. I mean, I've been predicting the shutout the first two games, but I was a little premature, premature celebration. You know what I'm saying? But we gonna get our shutout this week, either 31 nothing or 42 nothing. I'm, I'm I'm leading toward 31 nothing because you know I always said. We need to score, score thirty-one points a game. I've been saying that since last year. So I say thirty-one nothing against Miami. Then we um gonna start off three and I, I say we go we um go undefeated until our bye week. You know what I'm saying? And Then we come out with a win after that. You know what I mean? Eight no.
1: That's
4: what I'm saying. 8 0's in the building. You know what I'm saying? I accept the challenge. Make it happen. Let me know why I show up. You All know what, right. what I'm saying? Like And, and like Q said, I don't know how to play fight. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't no such thing as play fight. Remember Q back in the day when people used to try to slap box? Yep. I, did, I didn't do that. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Because slap boxing always led to real fighting. Anyway, I was like, if you want to slap box, let's just go on and get it over with. So <laughs> I, would just, I would just take off. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm ain't no such thing as
2: play fight. You I'm- know what I'm
4: saying? That's how
3: we get down.
2: I'm already doing. Hey, Thank you, my man. Thank you for the call. The
3: Nation, what have you done?
2: <laughs> Demond's like, I didn't even want this fight. Now Demond's all, he, you're, in the, you're in the crossfire now, Demond. But uh, yeah, he's right, though. Back in the day when everyone used to play, uh, do the little uh, slap boxing, that always led to a big brawl. Someone would slap someone a little bit harder than they expected to and be like, what? You know, and then did y'all all of a sudden, ever
3: play Knuckles? Oh, yeah, that we did like that, the, too. Yeah, 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 yeah just we just did like, that, man, too. All these games were so stupid.
2: Hey, you know what? The thing about it, though, I was a smart dude in the room, man. I, again, I always told you I was the instigator, so I always got everything started, but I really didn't participate in a whole lot because I was just smarter than that. Let, it all, let y'all do that stuff, man. I'm just going to sit back and talk to the girls. Talk to the females. That's how your boy got down. Two twelve is the time. Thank you, Gangster Raider, for starting us off. When we come back, Greg Cody, Miami Herald, Dan Levitard Show, and the Greg Cody Show. He'll join us to talk all things Dolphins. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: It's Unnecessary Roughness.
2: The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. With- That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of
5: our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body
0: and train your brain welcome back back to Unnecessary unnecessary roughness here on raider nation radio 920 here's your boy q
2: gotta give a big shout out to the judge lester hayes who joined us here on the show on wednesday training your brain training your body Lots of good wisdom right there from the judge right now, though, on the phone lines, we're pleased to have as we take a look at the Miami Dolphins who are headed to Las Vegas coming in with a one and one record to face the Raiders are sitting there with a two and zero record right now is Greg Cody from the Miami Herald, also from the Greg Cody show podcast. You can hear him on the Dan Lebatard show, a man who's very, very busy and is pleased to uh, give us a little bit of his time this afternoon. So, Greg, thank you so much. We do appreciate you. And we found out earlier this week that uh, Jacoby Brissett was going to be the guy, no Tua Tagovailoa. What's the difference, in your opinion, between Brissett behind center and Tua? And is this possibly, at this stage in his career, maybe even better for Jacoby and the Dolphins right now?
1: Well, that's uh, an interesting point because uh, I I think you may be right. I don't think there's much, if any, fall off. And I have spent the week trying to figure out whether that means – Jacoby is an experienced capable backup, which he is, or whether that means Tua uh into his second season is still sort of up in the air down here in terms of whether people are are all in on him or whether people are thinking the dolphins made a mistake we just don 't know yet about Tua, so i don 't think it's a big drop off i you know I noticed the line uh, speaking of uh, being talking to las vegas the the line didn 't move much at all when uh, when the backup quarterback was named the starter, which normally that would move the line a couple of points at least. So
2: <laughs> that's a great I think point. That tells you something. Yeah, no doubt. That's a great point. Hadn't really thought about that. And you know, uh, you mentioned uh, the the Dolphins. Did they potentially make a mistake with Tua? How much conversation is going on in Miami about Justin Herbert versus Tua, and they should have gone with Herbert instead of Tua?
1: Well, I, I think there was, you know, there was a ton of that on draft night, and w- when you saw the kind of rookie season Herbert had versus the one Tua had. Um, you know that talk sort of uh, magnified itself and and now, with Tua hurt already you know it's it 's a tough situation down here, you know and the The dolphins are going to be second guess for for taking Tua ahead of Herbert until which time Tua proves that it was a good pick, and he hasn 't yet uh, you know I think it 's early i don 't want to write him off I think he started ten games, so um you know, coming off a big injury last year. So I give him a little bit of slack, but for sure, he has a lot yet to prove.
2: There's a, a, obviously a, a lot of, has got to be a lot of conversation after the Dolphins come off that 35 nothing loss to Buffalo. I feel like Brian Flores, a really good head coach, is going to have his guys tuned up. Did you kind of see and hear around practice those guys having a little bit extra edge, wanting to get back out on that field?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, they were embarrassed last week in their home opener against the one-division team that they most need to find a way to beat. Uh, they've lost six in a row to Buffalo, and they haven't been close. They've lost by giving up an average of like 39 points a game. So last week was no aberration. But at the same time, I think the Dolphins trust uh, their defense especially. And if you look at the stats from last week, it seems crazy to say in a 35-nothing game, but Josh Allen did not have great numbers. Uh, he, the the pass defense actually contained him Reasonably well if if not great. So uh you know, coming off a nice win in New England. Uh I, I think the Dolphins hope last week was a little bit of a blip and that they can get back this week against a pretty tough opponent on the road.
2: Talking right now with Greg Cody from the Miami Herald here on Unnecessary Roughness, radio Nation Radio nine twenty. My man Zamon's got a question he wanted to ask you. Yeah,
3: Greg, coming off of that Patriots win, I felt like the Dolphins had some momentum. The defense was looking good, but now after that shutout loss against the Bills. If they were to lose against the Raven, the Raiders this weekend, would would the projections for this season like go sideways for the Dolphins? Would it be doom and gloom or would it be business as usual? Um
1: <clears throat> probably a combination. Uh, you know, people always tend to overreact and uh, that's the one thing I I love so much about football more than other sports is that every game is like Armageddon. You know, every game <laughs> sort of redefines the whole season. I mean, you you can flip the the question and if the two and Raiders all of a sudden lose to a team coming off a thirty five nothing loss, I'm sure there's going to be some Raiders fans going, "Whoa, are we really that good?" So, yep. uh, but but I think more of the pressure certainly is on Miami right now to sort of um, you know get the, the taste of thirty five to nothing out of their mouths and prove that um, that the team that beat New England on the road in the opener is closer to who they are than the team that uh, sort of took a public dump. In uh, in game two, and that's the weird thing about the NFL eighteen more than half of the teams are one and one. So there's a lot of uh, wondering throughout the league about hey, how good are we
2: right now? Right, exactly. Even for teams that are two and oh there's still questions on on how good the teams are at this point. We're talking again with Greg Cody from the Miami Herald. You can hear him on the Dan Levitard Show, also the Greg Cody Show podcast, and here with us on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. What has been the early returns on Alabama rookie wide receiver Jalen Waddle? Uh,
1: I think favorable. Um, you know, he had uh, he's had a drop or two. He's also made some nice catches. Uh, you know, he's not he's not their problem, and and they they hope to have Will Fuller back this week, which is a deep threat who's going to stretch the field a little bit and help a guy like Jalen Waddle. I I think the disappointment in the first couple of games overall is that their offense hasn't really produced, and you know, I think arguably uh, they have one of the best receiving rooms in the league with Waddle and Devontae Parker and Will Fuller and a, and a productive tight end and Mike Gesicki, So they should be doing more uh through the air to be really productive than they've showed in the first two games I think, which is another uh part of the the pressure on Tua. Is to take advantage of all these weapons he's got.
2: What are the thoughts right now on the Dolphins' offensive line? As Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, they're doing some pretty good work right now for the Raiders' defensive line. How how big of a concern is that if you're looking at Miami's O line right now?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a concern. And and you know we thought that going into the season when when you look at the Dolphins, uh, we thought they would be uh, pretty solid at receiver. We thought they would be very solid. Uh, in the secondary and in, in, on defense in general. But, you know, the Achilles heel, I think, is that their offensive line is young and inexperienced. Uh, they don't have a marquee running back, to say the least. And I think they catch a break this week if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, which it looks like he might not. Uh, the Dolphins don't have a great running game, and, uh, the offensive line is a work in progress, as we saw last week against Buffalo. So, uh, that, that's going to be an issue
2: all season. Talking right now with Greg Cody from the Miami Herald here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's flip over to the defensive side of things where Miami's really stinking good. Xavier Howard, he's a ball hawk. You got a Byron Jones, he's not really a ball hawk, but man, he'll stick to a wide receiver like Glue. Uh, how 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 effective have those guys been and, and why have they been so so effective with the way that they've just been able to create turnovers and like I said, just really be stingy on defense?
1: That's a good question because you know, every coach in the league says we want to create turnovers we want to win the turnover differential. But the Dolphins have been able to do it. Um, they led the league in takeaways last year. Um, I think they've had one or more in both these games. So they've got a streak now, I think, of 24 games in a row with a takeaway, which is the longest streak in the NFL, I think, since 2012 and 13. Mm. So they produce. I mean, you know, there's there's no secret to, to why, really. I mean, they have great ball hawks. Xavier Howard is... Hell of a player. Uh, I think they have a good linebacking core. Uh, they don't get a ton of sacks, but I think they put enough pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, like I said earlier, uh, even in a 35 nothing route, Josh Allen last week did not put up huge passing numbers. So it's tough to beat the Dolphins through the air. And I know Derek Carr is having a great early season, but he's gonna he's gonna be challenged on Sunday.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about the Dolphins and their O, o- line struggles, and well, the Raiders they're they're kind of putting their their offensive line together as well. You know, they have uh, issues there on the offensive line, and they're young there on the offensive line. Do you expect to see Brian Flores and that defensive side of the ball uh, have them uh, blitz a little bit more than they even blitz now because they do blitz pretty heavily?
1: Yeah, the Dolphins are a, a blitzing team. Um, I don't know what they're going to do against Derek Carr because he is an experienced quarterback uh, in a way that certainly Mac Jones in the opener <clears throat> was not. Um, but, but I also think that, uh, as you alluded to, Brian Flores, I, I, I think the world of as a coach, I think he's really good. And, and I think he's going to dial up something to, um, to try to take away something the Raiders do well, whether it's the tight end. Uh, again, Jacob's not playing is as a, as a break. Uh, but he's got to do something to stop Derek Carr. I mean, the guy has—what uh, what does he have? More than eight hundred yards passing in <laughs> yeah. two games? It's crazy.
2: Yeah, no, it really is. And and this has been great, Greg. And a final question for you is on Kenyon Drake. He was drafted by the Dolphins, went to Arizona, now he's in Las Vegas playing with the Raiders. Uh, a little bit of a revenge game, you think for him? What went wrong with for him in uh, Miami?
1: You know, I don't know that anything in particular went wrong. They had sort of a rotation and he just sort of got left out, um, I'm sure it is going to be a revenge game for him. And the Dolphins would love it if um, if, if he has a lot of carries, because one thing they can't do with Tua or with Jacoby is get into a shootout. I don't think the Dolphins want one of these 38-35 games for sure. I think if the Dolphins are going to have this uh, upset win on the road, it, it wants to be more of a a 23-20 type game from Miami's standpoint.
2: You know, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. And, Greg, like I said, definitely appreciate your time. Great stuff. Greg Cody from the Miami Herald. You can also hear him on the Dan Levitard Show. And, of course, the podcast, the Greg Cody Show podcast. What do you have coming out on the podcast that folks should be on the lookout for? Well, you know what? That's a that's a
1: big secret uh, which is a uh, which is a podcast way of saying I'm really not sure yet. Yeah, it's I Friday and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not sure what you're going to hear on Monday. So, uh it's a surprise to everybody.
3: Sounds good to me. I like it. Hey, Greg, are you coming out to Vegas for the game? Uh
1: I am not actually. I was in New England, but um uh you know, we don't have the world's biggest budget down here and and so uh we're taking the road trip off. I am going to be writing about the game, but uh, I'll be doing it from uh, Magnavox Stadium down here.
2: Well, you know, Miami's not a bad place to hang out if you're not going to make it to Vegas. Miami's not a bad uh, alternative place to hang out, so it's well, all Well, they're good. they're both pretty good cities. They're they're <laughs> two of my favorites, so uh, we're okay there. There you go. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. Great stuff. We'll talk to you soon. All right, anytime, guys. Thank you so much. Great stuff right there. Greg Cody, Miami Herald, also the Dan Lebitard Show, and also has his podcast, the Greg Cody Podcast. And uh, it's funny when he said that it's a podcast way of saying he don't know. As a guy who does multiple podcasts, I absolutely understand what he's talking about. People hit me with that all the time. Hey, Q, what's coming up on the next podcast? I don't know. You just just got to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get through this one first. I don't know. So, yeah, I totally understand. But, hey, man, what a great way. Good job, DeMond, getting that uh, great way to go behind the the, the lines there uh, with the Miami Dolphins and just kind of find out what they are all about with Greg Cody. Many thanks to him. Coming up next, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports. He's going to give us the lines. And when I mean the lines, I mean the betting lines. We'll do that next on Unnecessary Roughness on Radar Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness, Roughness. here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q.
2: Got a lot of folks hitting me up, talking about Q. We're on our way to Vegas. Got to know about getting into Allegiant Stadium, alternate screenings. How can we get in? What do we need to do? I got all that information on the way. Uh, Of course, the Clear app was something that the Raiders uh, put into effect for the first game against the Baltimore Ravens, Monday Night Football. Everything went really smoothly, but if you're not quite up on game as far as the Clear app and you're not uh, all the way, maybe even all the way vaccinated and have all your information, you're not able to put all your information in the Clear app just yet, I have alternate screening methods, and I'll tell you about that in a few minutes, but right now on the phone lines from Circle Sports, we have our guy Jeff Benson who joins us each and every week on Friday, and Jeff, we definitely appreciate your time today. It's only been a couple weeks in the nfl season so far but uh how's life at circa and and, and how have you been uh, enjoying this nfl season so far
6: oh it's been great obviously you know having uh, nfl back you know nfl is certainly uh king of uh football and uh obviously you know the weekends are good for us uh, saturday starts with a uh, you know a great college football slate and then obviously we work our way into uh you know nfl on sunday uh, and then obviously you got some Monday and Thursday night games as well. So you know, football for us uh, is always a, you know a welcome change after you know kind of the dog days of August and uh, you know uh, you know going through a baseball, uh, which can kind of uh, be a little bit more mundane uh, than obviously some of these football weekends. So uh, things are great down here uh, in downtown Las Vegas here at the D, the Golden Gate, and uh, Circle Las Vegas, and uh, you know certainly looking forward to a, a wonderful weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly some great games on the slate, uh, Did, that we have to look forward to as well.
0: No
2: doubt about it. And week three, got kicked off last night, Thursday night football. The Panthers came away with the victory over the Texans to improve to three and Oh, on the season, the first three and Oh team, uh, in the, in the 2021 season, how surprised are you that the Panthers got off to this three and Oh start?
7: You know, I,
6: our, our sports book manager, Chris Bennett, you know, he was very high on the, uh, the Panthers coming into this year. Uh, obviously, Uh, getting Darnold behind center uh, you know he's certainly taken a next step forward um, and he's been better than what he was uh, when he was with New York so uh, obviously I think the loss of J.C. Horn and Christian McCaffrey who got hurt uh, last night uh, will certainly affect the Panthers moving forward but Given how bad, uh, you know, we thought the Texans were going to be coming in uh, to this year and obviously starting a, a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills, uh, still an impressive win uh, on the road. And uh, like you mentioned, the first team to go to 3-0. and So, you know, I don't know that they can uh, necessarily challenge the Buccaneers in that division. Um, you know, they're still 6-1 to to win that division. And obviously, uh, you know, when you look at the NFC with the Buccaneers and the Packers, um, and the Seahawks and the Rams and a lot of those teams, you know, I, I still think they're, uh, you know, a step below. Uh, those teams in terms of quality.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And like you said, Christian McCaffrey, J.C. Horn, those guys going down for an extended amount of time. Horn may be gone for the season. Uh, that's just a rough deal, but that's kind of the nature of the beast. That's what you get when you have the NFL. We're talking right now with Jeff Benson from Circa Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And let's get into a few NFL games. And you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so let's start with them. They're 2-0 on the season going up against the L.A. Rams. They're 2-0 and on the season. Uh, how are you seeing this one the, the, over there at Circa, over at the resort? Uh, how are you seeing this, and how you think it shakes out?
6: Yeah, so currently uh, we have uh, the Buccaneers as one and a half point favorite. Um, obviously, this is the you know a, a tale of two different teams. You know, when all is said and done, probably going to be in the conversation um, for who's going to win the NFC. Um, you know, when you look at this game, uh, it opened Rams minus two and a half. Mm. Uh, that that was the the opener at some shops around town. Um, and it's certainly come, you know, a long way back, uh, and it's, uh, you know, flipped from the Rams being the favorite to the Bucks being the favorite. You know, I certainly agree with that market movement. Um, you know, I, I make this number closer to the Bucs minus three. Uh, so I would certainly be looking to lay anything less than a field goal on the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, I just think they're the better team. Uh, they have the better quarterback, the better coach. Um, and ultimately, I'm not maybe as high on the Rams uh, as some others in the market are. Uh, I, I think their defense still has a lot to prove, uh, obviously offensively uh, with Stafford behind center. You know, much, much better uh, than when they had Goff. But, you know, I still want to see a little bit more out of that defense. Um, and I think at this stage uh, in the season, um, I just think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a, are, are a better team, um, and like that, I'd be looking to back them at anything less than a field goal. Um, I think this number will probably close closer to three. Uh, so I think if you can find, you know, one, one and a half or maybe a cheap price on the money line um, playing the Buccaneers in this spot. Uh, would be a pretty good bet. That's
2: what it is right now. Like you mentioned, um, <clears throat> one and a half. Uh, the Buccaneers are, are favored by one and a half right now uh, at the Circa Book. So uh, yeah, that's one of those teams is going to go to three and zero. One of those teams will move to three and zero on the season. One will drop to two and one. We're talking right now with Jeff Benson from Cir- Jeff Benson from Circa Sports uh, here on Unnecessary Roughness. And let's look at a game in the AFC West. How about this one? I think this was a very intriguing game. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Both teams are are one and one on the season. Uh, obviously, all Raider fans will be paying attention. To This as well because somebody's going to drop to one and two. Uh, The Chiefs right now look like they're uh, six and a half point favorites. What are your thoughts on this one?
6: Yeah, so uh, we we opened six and a half. It's been bet up to seven. Uh, Currently, it's the Chiefs minus seven here at Circus Sports. You know, for me, uh, I was surprised to see this number at the six and a half range. Um, Obviously, the Chargers have looked very good this year um, with Justin Herbert, and I think the Chiefs have struggled a little bit. You know, out of the gate, maybe it's that, you know, post-Super uh, you know, Bowl appearance hangover. Um, but obviously, defensively, they haven't been as good. And, you know, they really needed to move the ball and score, you know, at a high clip. Um, to, to even be in a lot of these games early. So, you know, for me, like that, I said, I was just surprised that number was a little bit shorter uh, based on what's happened early in the season. Obviously, the Chargers have looked good. The Chiefs haven't looked maybe as good. Um, for me, you know, I think this number should be north of a touchdown. Um, I, you know, I, I still think uh, the Chiefs are, you know, quite favorably better than the Chargers. Um, obviously, the Chargers have looked good early this year. Uh, but like I said, I, I think this number should be more in the 8, 8.5 range. Um, obviously, the Chargers have some defensive injuries. Uh, Derwin James, who's their stud safety, uh, he was a full participant in practice today, but he's dealing with, with, with some toe stuff. Mm. Uh, obviously, he'll be tasked with covering Travis Kelsey. Um, and then Joey Bosa, you know, the star edge rusher, uh, is questionable today. Uh, as, as also they ruled out, uh, their cornerback, Chris Harris. So Ooh. I think defensively, um, obviously both teams have a little bit of concerns, but I think with the injuries, uh, on the Chargers side, um, and then obviously maybe the Chiefs not looking as good, um, as advertised early in the season, I think this number is a little bit shorter than what it should be and, you know, maybe what it would have been, um, going into this season. So for me, if I was looking to bet this game, I'd certainly be looking to lay six and a half with the Chiefs. Um, and I think that's a pretty good bet in this spot. Uh, here at home in an AFC West rivalry game.
2: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Of course, uh, like I said, all Raider fans will definitely be paying attention to it, and I'm telling you, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, those guys are always injured. It always I mean, they're such dynamic players, and man, uh, they hit the injury list so often, and that could really change the game, so that's one to really pay attention to, and I didn't realize Chris Harris was already ruled out, so uh, again, that's another guy that's a big-time player on that Chargers defense. All right, well, Jeff Benson, Circus Sports, at Circus Sports on Twitter, got to close this thing out talking about the Raiders. They're 2-0. and They're hosting the Dolphins 1-1. The Dolphins coming off a, a tail whooping of a 35-0 by the Buffalo Bills. Right now, the Raiders are favored by four points. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
6: Yeah, like you said, Raiders uh, minus four here. The total is 44, and the Raiders are minus $2 on the money line. You know, I, th- I think this is uh, maybe a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, obviously, Tua Tagovailoa has already been ruled out uh, with a rib injury. Uh, but for me, uh, when I look at that game and I look at the difference between him uh, and their backup, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he's a guy who fared favorably uh, when he was in Indianapolis. Uh, and when you talk about back, you know backup quarterbacks and an actual drop-off, um, you know, I don't think there's a huge drop-off, you know, between uh, Jacoby Brissett and, and Tua Tagovailoa. You know, I think the Dolphins, you know, being able to – you know, get on the road after that. You know, thirty-five nothing. You know, whooping that Buffalo put on him um, and, and kind of get back and, and, and focus. Uh, you know, against a Raider team here that is also dealing with some injuries. Uh, you know, I think uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, he, he's doubtful. He hasn't practiced um, all season, or excuse me, all week. Um, and then obviously both uh, safeties are out as well. Uh, for me, I just think this number's a little bit inflated. Obviously, people were talking about. Uh, the Dolphins, as you know, a dark horse in the AFC, uh, you know, a possible candidate uh, to win the AFC East and kind of overtake Buffalo. Uh, obviously, it's been a slow start to the season, um, and obviously they've had some you know injury issues, obviously with their quarterback Tua. Uh, but I think plus four here is a pretty big number. Um, I think if you were looking at, you know, this number going into the season uh, based on how people thought both teams were going to perform, I think they thought, you know, that number would probably be closer to a pick'em, mm-hmm. uh, And I think getting four points in this matchup, uh, even with how well the Raiders have looked, uh, to, to me, is a spot that I can't pass up the points. So, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I, I think uh, there's a good chance that the Raiders win the game. Um, but for me, I'd be looking to back the Dolphins. You know, at anything north of a, a field goal, like I said, it's it's plus four out there right now. I just don't think the difference, but between Jac- Jacoby Brissett and and, and Tua, uh, is enough to move this uh, spread more uh, than a, a field goal. So. For me, it's uh, the points are nothing in this matchup, especially with a low total of 44. Um, it should be interesting to see how both teams fare. Uh, obviously, uh, the Raiders looked great against the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, but that was a pretty smash-mouth football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, coming home here after you know, an emotional two weeks and a really good start to the season, you know, I want to see the Raiders, you know, see if they're able to show up, play at that high level uh, for a third consecutive week. Uh, but for me, I'd be looking back the Dolphins in this
2: spot. There you go. Uh, the Dolphins, they can cover the spread and still lose the game. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it's all about, right? It's all about that. So uh, it should be interesting. I'm I'm with you, though. I don't think there's much of a difference between Jacoby Brissett and Tua. Matter of fact, I think that the Dolphins might be a little bit better with Jacoby Brissett under center. So it uh, should be interesting. But, uh, Jeff, great stuff as always. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, what they got going on at Circus Sports that uh, folks should be on the lookout for and should know about.
6: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we've got a great weekend ahead of us. Uh, that we'll have the Ryder Cup on, all of the college football games. I um, know what we think going to be a fantastic NFL slate. Uh, come down, uh, you know, grab a drink at the bar, uh, come hang out in the sportsbook or go up to Stadium Swim uh, in the world's uh, largest pool amphitheater. Uh, you know, we got a, a tremendous amount of viewing uh, venues uh, and fantastic spots to watch the game. And, uh, you know, if you want to come down, uh, place a bet and root on uh, your favorite team. Uh, we certainly love to welcome you and have you.
2: That sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like a great way to get the weekend kicked off the right way. So, uh, Jeff, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and we look forward to talking to you next week.
6: Thanks, Q. Have a great
2: weekend. All right, you too, brother. There he goes. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports uh, on Twitter, at Circus Sports. Always appreciate his time here with us on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. 243 is the time when we come back. Got some text messages on the Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Plus, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. What are your keys to the game? What are you looking for from the silver and black this weekend that will help them move to 3-0? Raider Nation, holla at your boy. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome
0: back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q.
2: All right, on Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff, Raiders-Miami Dolphins, second home game at Allegiant Stadium in 2021. Of course, you got to be fully vaccinated to get in, but there are alternate screenings. There are other ways to get in. Raiders have been doing a lot. I, I saw somebody, somebody tweeted at me and said that, "Oh, I lost five hundred dollars for this game because I guess they bought tickets and then they can't get in because they don't have, they're not vaccinated." And my reply was, "The Raiders are giving you so many options. They're giving you so many different things you could do. So really, you didn't lose five hundred dollars unless you choose to lose five hundred dollars. Like that's on you if you choose not to, you know, do what they do. One of the many different options." That you have. So I just want you to so know. So many options. There's, I mean, there are. That's the thing. There's so many different options. It's like me putting $100 into the triple double diamond machine and then losing it and say I lost $100. No, I chose to do that. I put the money in the machine. I do take that personal when I lose it. But still, I mean, it was your, it was your option. So I want to remind you, matter of fact, going on today, tomorrow, and Sunday, The Raiders have alternate screenings. They have alternate screenings going on so you can make your way in. Even if you just get your first vaccination shot, they still are are accommodating you. They're doing a whole lot of good things for you. Uh, If if a fan is partially vaccinated, if a fan has a vaccine that isn't supported by the Clear app, there's actually been people that have tweeted at me that are coming in from from out of the country. And they said, well, what about this? Well, this alternate screening is going to help you. A fan is bringing a vaccinated or partially vaccinated 12, 13-year-old guest is unable to add to the clear health pass, no problem. The alternate screening, they could take care of you. Matter of fact, you go to uh, Raiders.com, you can see all the, all the different information, but they have screenings available on Lot B of Allegiant Stadium. Started at 9 a.m. this morning to 2 o'clock, so it's a done deal right now. But then it's going to be at the same time tomorrow and the same time on, uh, on game day. So 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., Lot B of Allegiant Stadium. It's just that simple. Go there, handle your business, and then get your information that you need, and then you'll be good to go for Sunday. And I always suggest to do it early. The earlier, the better. You don't want to have to wait in line. You don't want to have to drag it out. Just get there and get it done early. If you do have the Clear app and you're just now downloading it, don't wait till you get to the stadium to get your information in. Just do it right now while you're at the house, while you have the Wi Fi to yourself and not 62,000 other people. Because as we all know, Wi-Fi with 62,000 people trying to use the Wi-Fi is usually no-fi, right? Or if it is, it's slow-fi. You don't want to have slow-fi or no-fi. You want to make sure it gets done.
3: Yeah, no excuses. I I just pulled up Raiders.com on my computer right here. First thing that's up there, Raiders Dolphins, and right underneath that, partially vaccinated and coming to the game, they got the link for you right there
2: exactly exactly so make that happen uh just got confirmation we will be talking to charles davis at three o'clock so that's good uh that's uh he'll be on the call for the game on sunday against the dolphins so uh good news there charles davis from cbs he's really a good football mind love hearing him when he does his color commentary on the games he'll be joining us at three o'clock to talk raiders and dolphins but right now i want to hear from you raider nation 702-365-9200 that's the raider nation listener line we have my guy mitch in new jersey on hold what's up mitch what's on your mind this afternoon I you could be a comedian. <laughs> I ain't that, that funny. funny. I might be funny looking, but I ain't that funny.
7: Well, people know if i be pissed off. Doesn't it take a couple of weeks before? I mean, you get the vaccination. It's just a little pinch, right? But it doesn't, doesn't take
2: other two, a uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's why they have the alternate screening because if you go and you get your first one, they'll they'll make sure you're taking care of you. will have to wear a mask, but they'll take care of you. So that's that's part of the that's part of the deal. Like, hey, there's other reasons and other ways to get in, and that's why I've been saying that it's not just you have to be fully vaccinated or you can't get in. There's alternate ways to get in. No,
1: this
7: is going go to go into next year. Now, Absolutely. About Everybody's going to get a booster shot because this wears off. Right now, if, if the antibodies. That's that's the key, the key way you know you can still get vaccine you still get that car absolutely this is just crazy absolutely crazy right and I think it could have been preventable I the hear game you. I hear we got used the two tight ends mm-hmm. got the uh, good rotation wide receivers because I think we can we can uh, just air out with um with Derek Carr because we got to way for Mister Mister um, Mr. Josh Jacobs was doing his good impression of uh, of um oh. what who's this case me. Darren, McF- Darren McFadden. McFadden. yeah, Always oh, Darren McFadden. He never lived up to the potential. He had so much coming out of August. I thought he'd be a great Raider. And I will still take uh, Justin Foggers over these two. But I came up with a Josh to get back, and then we can have a real complete offensive game. But I like the two ends. That's going to be a lot for Miami. 3-0, whoever thought it.
2: All right, good stuff, man. Thank you so much for that call. And Darren McFadden, man, I really was a big fan of him coming out of uh, Arkansas like you mentioned he was drafted really high he was supposed to help out Jamarcus Russell in a major way and kind of uh, relieve some issues and it's funny that Jamarcus Russell's come up a couple times in the show already See, today. <laughs> I mean the star
3: <laughs> running back that they brought in hey to help man, him was, settle was down injured. homeboy. boy. her down over there.
2: Jamarcus didn't
3: get a fair shake.
2: Come on <laughs> down over there homeboy. But my point is Darren McFadden was always banged up man. He was a hell of a running back and even when he got to Dallas man he did he did his thing you know but a lot early on in his career he had the toe injury. He had the turf toe injury. Uh he had the 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 foot issue. I mean he had a there was a lot of injuries going on with Darren McFadden, and he was never able to kind of live up to his potential. And that's that's unfortunate because I was always a fan of Darren McFadden. Remember him and Felix Jones at Arkansas? Those were the men. You, you want to talk about a one-two punch. Yeah, you're right about that. But I'm telling you, it was it was about McFadden. It was the McFadden and, and Felix Jones show. It really was. McFadden was taking the what the wild hog, remember? But they didn't call it the wild cat; they called it the wild hog. I remember that. Yes, he was a killer man. Because he
3: was, I know you're not a video game guy, but that was nah. like back when the NCAA games were popping.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it,
3: oh yeah, that, that's how I know. That's how I know that trio of just like woo wee.
2: There you go. That there back, you go.
3: that backfield was amazing.
2: We'll get to uh, we'll get back to the rare nation listener line in just a quick second. I did want to hit up the text on the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. This is from Javier in Denver, Colorado. I'm looking forward to Cleve Ferrell. Showing up against the Dolphins. He has yet to register a single stat this season in 12 snaps. I'm looking for him, Javier, and thank you for that text. I'm looking for him to register more than 12 snaps. That's what I'm looking forward to. You know, there was a lot. I think my personal feeling is there were some high expectations for him heading into this season. You know, I mean, I know that he was running with the twos, and I, but I know that Gus Bradley also wants waves to get after the quarterback and what i saw from him in training camp and practice it felt like to me he was moving pretty quick he looked like he was you know in really good shape and i thought okay this is going to be the season where he's not worried about a bunch of injuries he's just going to go out there and try to ball out that hasn't been the case as you mentioned 12 snaps so far this season that's been pretty disappointing Uh, another text real quick uh coming out of sam bruno cali whoa there you go q my man happy friday bro First off, thank you for taking this text. 48 hours till kickoff. I'm pumped up for our game versus Miami. This game ain't going to be easy. Got to come out and play 60 minutes of solid football, offense, defense, and special teams cheers i'm about to sip on some whiskey yours truly sir whiskey ray listening on 920 a.m on tune in app in san bruno california yeah multiple ways you can listen to the radio outside of the las vegas market the tune in app of course as uh, whiskey said uh, just search raider nation radio 920 com, and of course the easiest way is the raiders mobile app just click on radio right there so thank you so much for that text my man enjoy your whiskey and uh we'll be talking a little bit later and maybe on monday we'll be talking a, about a three and oh Raiders team. Now, going out one more time to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Who we got up? Raider Mike. Raider Mike. What's on your mind, my man.
3: What's up, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling.
5: Anyway, um, shout out to Stevie W and Mr. Townsend. I cannot believe it's taken this long for, I mean, he has more sex than Howie and Howie was first ballot. I mean, that's just, to me, that's just ridiculous. Um, I went to Facebook jail today because I uh, called out a Dolphin fan. I said we were going to curb stomp you, just like American History X. So uh, in Facebook jail, again, for 30 days. Usually it's for donkey killing, but <laughs> this is my first Finns offense. So um, this D-line, uh, it's awesome. And we're doing this without Klee. Wait till Klee gets into the mix, because that man can play. That national championship game he had against a great team, he was. That's why we picked, it, picked him at number four. I, I wanted right. Josh Allen from Kentucky, but we picked Clay because he seems like a glue guy. Should have went probably fifteen to eighteen, but I think uh, I think we're going to be happy with him by the end of his career. Um, I'm going to call 3316. We are going to curb stomp the fence. Um, and that game last year is in the back of our head. Um, thank you, Arden Key, you <laughs> jackass. So, anyway, Raiders, I'm out, bro. Peace.
4: Appreciate
2: you. Good okay. stuff. Good stuff. Raider Mike right there thanking Arden Key. Arden, I'm almost there, Key. That's uh, That's what he is. That's exactly who he is. He's that guy who almost makes it there so a uh, good stuff my man definitely uh, appreciate that call and 3316, man i think the game's gonna be closer than that i actually picked the raiders to win this game by seven the first week of the season i picked them to win by three they won by six. Second week of the season against pittsburgh i picked them to win by three they won by nine so now i'm picking them to win by seven which means they're gonna probably win by three <laughs> i mean that's just how it goes you know when i say something they do the exact opposite but uh, i do expect them to win but again this is a game that they're expected to win. This is the first game of the season that they're expected to win. How do they take that, and how do they run with that? 2.57 is the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. We'll be talking to the greatness that is Charles Davis from CBS Sports. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.